Men conquering depression. Men conquering depression. Men conquering depression. Men conquering depression. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, my kings, my brothers, my brodies, my homeboys, my homies. Welcome to Men Conquering Depression Podcast. And this is a special podcast that's dear to my heart. I'm excited tonight. I'm excited to just kick it with you guys and talk with you guys about a very important topic. But before we get to that topic... We're going to talk about com. That's a website you can go to to look at all the resources we have. Also, you can go to men underscore conquering underscore depression on IG as well. We have a Facebook page called Men Conquering Depression. There's a lot of tutorials there, a lot of information there for my brothers out there, for my kings out there. Also, I am the CEO and CEO of a company called Visionary Concept Corporation, where our motto is see what they aren't seeing, say what they aren't saying, write what they aren't writing, create what they aren't creating. And it's a really, really, really good corporation. And it helps men get better at being who they are. We, we talk about a lot of topics from building wealth, t- topics also about your lineage, your legacy, how to build LLCs, and things of that nature. So you want to go to VisionaryConceptCorporation.com and and take a look at all those resources there. But back to the topic, um, part two, shame and guilt. And this is a special topic dear to my heart. It's really, really, really a special topic dear to my heart. And we're going to talk about sexual assault. Sexual assault is a real big issue for women, but not for men. We don't talk about that. And percentages tell us that. 90% of men that get sexually assaulted do not report it. Even if the sexual assault happened as a young child, as a young man, as a young boy, as a young teenager until your adulthood, it's still not reported because society tells us to keep those things in. Also, society dictates to us that it's not manly to say that someone sexually assaulted you. It's not manly that someone decided to sexually assault you in that way, harass you, and put you in that shameful position. But I want to say today to my brothers, my men out here, it's time for us to talk. It's time for us to get to a place in our life and say, you know what, I'm going to speak up about this. No matter who harmed you, no matter what they did and how they did it, they still have to be accountable for it. They still have to be be responsible for it. And, And in order for them to be responsible for that assault, that sexual harassment, the thing that they did to you that put you in that dark place, that put you in a place where you suffered, you suffered silently, you have to speak up. 
You have to get on the soapbox. You have to get on the, the soapbox of so, social media, so to speak, quote unquote, and talk about what happened to you. And yes, you don't have to get into the gory details because sometimes the gory details kind of put people in peculiar places, or put people in an, un- in an inconvenient place. But at the same time, if you speak out what's going on, what that happened to you, I promise you, you're going to help somebody else. If you speak out what happened to you some 10 years ago, some 15 years ago, some five years ago, no matter how long it's been, no matter what age you were, it's still in the back of your memory. It's still in your memory block. You still remember it like yesterday because it's it hasn't been what? Exposed. You have to expose what's going on with the on the inside of you, especially when it comes to being hurt, especially when it comes to being taken advantage of, especially when it comes to being forced to do something that you want no part of. And it's real, my brothers. It's real out here. So we have to we have to talk about those things. You know, sexual assault creates shame as well. That's why this is part two of that. Sexual assault creates shame. And that shame is I'm shameful to talk about it. And then also guilt comes into play as well. You feel guilty. You 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 wonder why, how this happened. How did I put myself in this position? Did I am am I wrong? Even though I'm the even though I'm the, the one that's been abused. We start to feel like we're wrong that someone actually sexually assaulted us or sexually abused us. Like it's our fault. No, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that someone harassed you, someone sexually abused you, someone gave, gave you sexual connotations. It's not your fault. What is your fault is that you don't speak up about it. That's your fault. You don't speak up about it. You don't speak up about the very thing that made you comfortable and has made you comfortable from years to come. This very thing that has made you comfortable from, say, maybe a childhood on to now, an adulthood. This very thing that's made you comfortable that you might have taken into your marriage. You might have taken into other relationships. You might have carried this, this very thing, this sexual assault with you all throughout the years of your life and nobody knew about it. So you sit and you suffer. And not only do you suffer, you suffer in silence. And that's the worst killer. That's the worst killer. Because when you suffer in silence, your health plays a part. Your anxiety plays a part. The stress in your life plays a part. Because it's a hidden poison. It's a hidden poison that you hide inside your body. You hide inside your mind because someone did this very thing to you. That's going to make you, quote unquote, look unmanly. That's going to make you, quote unquote, look weak as a man. But I want to encourage you tonight, my brothers. You're not weak. You're actually strong if you talk about it. You're actually strong if you confront it. And I want to encourage you also. It's never too late if your accuser is living to confront him or her. It's never too late. It's never too late to confront that person that violated you. It's never too late to confront that person that accosted you and made you feel uncomfortable. It's it's even never too late that the person that did it to you, you've been keeping this thing all these years, it's never too late to uh, confront him. It's never too late. But you have to talk about it because when you talk about it, not only do you free yourself, but you help freeing others. So why hold on to something? And I know it's hard. Not to hold on to it because as a man, we think other people are going to look at us or society, quote unquote, or our family, quote unquote, or our workplace, our community is going to look at us kind of funny because this happened to us. This has, has nothing to do with sexuality. 
It has nothing to do with your type of sexuality. It has nothing to do with what you like from a sexual pretense. It has nothing to do with that. It all boils down to one thing. You were taken advantage of. You were sexually assaulted. It all boils down to that. And we're going to, throw, we're going to talk about molestation too. But I just want to talk about sexual assault first. Because that's so prevalent today. And like I said earlier, 90% of the men that get sexually assaulted don't report it. You have to report it. There's so many resources to report it about. There's so many resources to report it to. There's so many resources that you can talk to someone in confidentiality that can help you. There's so many resources in hospitals from a mental, a mental illness standpoint. Don't you know this a sexual assault can put you in a mental illness state and you not even know it? You not even know that this the very thing, the sexual assault, the sexual assault that hit you, that hit your life some years ago, can have you in a mental place and you not even know that you are mentally challenged or you have some things going on with you mentally and you not know why. You not know why. When someone forces you to do anything or takes advantage, of you, takes advantage of you to do anything, it's wrong. I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's a family member. I don't care if it's a job associate. I don't care if it's a client. I don't care if it's someone that you, 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 you're you connected to. If you were taken advantage of in any way, shape, or form, they are wrong. So it's time, men. Hold them accountable. It's time to speak up. It's time to confront them. I don't care if you got to take them to court. I don't, I don't care if you have to hire a lawyer. I don't care if they have to file a suit. I don't care however you do it, but do it. And I promise you when you do it, you're going to free yourself. You're going to free yourself of all the, the silence that you've suffered in over the years. You're going to free yourself from all the hurt that you had to deal with over the, over the years, over time. And you're going to free yourself to a, to a place in your life where you're going to get to know you better. But when you free yourself, it's like chains falling off you. It's like mental chains falling off you. And that's why I, I, I'm going to revert back to my last comment about the mental illness aspect of being sexually assaulted. There's a mental illness connection with that. There's a mental illness connection with that. And what is that mental illness connection? It messes with your manhood. It messes with your assurity of who you are. And, you, and not only that, when you carry this load around, when you carry this, this silent killer around, for a good portion of your life and never tell nobody, mentally, it, it, it can bother you. Mentally, it can bother you if you get into a relationship, you get married, and you might not want to tell her. You might want, not want to tell your spouse in reference to, I was sexually assaulted some years ago. Because you don't want her to think that, hey, my husband might be looking another way. My husband might be feeling another way. No, sexual assault is sexual assault. Sexual assault, believe it or not, does, has nothing to do with your sexual identity. It has nothing to do with your sexual identity. It's sexual assault. It's just that someone took it upon themselves aggressively to assault you in that manner without your consent. That's all sexual assault is. Sexual assault is someone trespassing your guidelines, trespassing your borders of sexuality. Listen to me clearly, and I'm going to say it again. All sexual assault is and sexual harassment is someone made a dead choice 
to cross cross your borders of sexuality, cross your guidelines of sexuality, and offend you that way. Without your consent. Without your consent. Without your consent. So you have to put that person on blast, as we like to say. You have to put that person uh, uh, be woke about it, as we say now. That's the thing that we talk about. You have to go, get to a place in your life, men. Strengthen up. Get, get some strength. Get some strength within yourself. And speak about it. And talk about it. And I'm gonna offer you another. I'm gonna offer you another resource. You're not alone in this because there's other men. I said there's ninety percent. Ninety percent of men suffer in silence from this one thing: sexual assault. Ninety percent of men suffer from molestation, being molested, and usually molestation is different because molestation comes from a close what family member, someone that's close to you. Molestation comes from a place where someone that knows you, while well, be it sometimes the sexual assault comes from a place where the person doesn't know you as closely as the molester that molested you. So there's a line there, there's a difference there, but it's all is all tied up tied to sexual assault and sexual harassment. But there's a line there. But even even in the closeness of, of the molestation. That person still need to be put on blast. That person still need to be talked about. And I say the resource that I offer, the resource that men conquering depression offer, is this: you, you don't, you, you're not suffering in silence alone. I'm with you. I stand with you. I've been a victim of it, so I know what it's like. I know what it's like to hold it in. I know what it's like to suffer in silence. I know what it's like to suffer from that mental anguish. I know what it's like to even look at my sexuality. Not from a way to, in a way of kind of not questioning it, but look at it like, what, what's going on here? Like, why did this happen to me? How did I put myself in this position? How did I put myself not only in this position, how did it happen? So when we look at those things... And we, we, we go into this shell like, oh, you know what? I'm not telling nobody. I'm keeping it silent. So guess what? Your accuser, the person that sexually assaulted you, gets off scot-free. They get to go and do it to somebody else. They get to go and run around town and be who they want to be. They get to go and, and just walk in this bravado that they did it and they got away with it. They got away with it. You don't have to let them get away with it. I don't care what age they are and what age you are. I don't care how long it's been since you've seen the person. I don't care how long it's been since the act was committed. They don't have to get away with it because two things happen when you put them on blast, so to speak, or when you put it out there that this was the person that molested you or this was the person that sexually assaulted you. You get freedom. You free yourself. You free yourself of your mind, your mental anguish. You free yourself from your heart of your heart being hurt because it's a hurtful feeling as well. You free yourself from a solical uh, uh, issue as far as your emotions. You free yourself from a spiritual issue as well, from a spiritual place rather. You free yourself by saying this, was, this is what happened to me. And I want to tell you, my brothers, you don't forget the day. 
You don't forget the time. You don't forget what day it was. You don't forget if it was sunny. You don't forget if it was raining out. You don't forget if it was snowy. You don't forget if it was a birthday. You don't forget. You will not forget the details. And although they might be gory, although they might be uncomfortable, you will not forget that day. And you shouldn't forget that day. But also, but and by not you forgetting that day, you should you supposed to let the world know about that day. The world should know about I was here in this state and this happened to me. Because when you say that, you stop that person in their tracks. You stop them from doing it for someone else. And here's another caveat of this whole thing of, sex, of molestation and sexual assault. Check out this caveat. When you let that person go scot-free, don't you know you're giving validation to this person to do it to somebody else? You're giving your accuser you're giving the person that that did this to you, did this to you, he gets to do it again. He gets to do it multiple times, especially if it's been a long time, especially if, especially if it's been years, especially if it's been a window where it's been a decade. Imagine all the people that, imagine all the men that they've done it to and gotten away with it. So I want to stop that. We want to stop that. There's a bunch of resources um, that I'm going to be talking about as well in reference to what can help you. What can help you in reference to just getting help. There's so many mental health apps out here. There's so many uh, hotlines that you can you can tap into. The victims hotline. Um, there's a victims.gov you can tap into. There's a sexualassault.gov you can tap into as well. And uh, just talk to someone confidentiality. But I want to encourage you, my men, my brothers, my dudes, my homies, my kings, my brodies. I want to encourage you to go seek some help. I want to encourage you to talk to someone, get some counseling, get some help. I don't care if it's a family member. I, don't, I mean, just talk to someone. Have this conversation so you can get out of your system so you don't have to suffer in silence anymore. You don't have to be in a place anymore where you are suffering in silence and it's breaking you down every day. It's breaking you down mentally. Believe it or not, the years that you suffered in silence, there's been some mental decapitation in your life. There's been some heartfelt places in your life that where your heart dwindles. Your heart dwindles because this happens to you, especially if you see this person on a regular basis or you've seen this person from time to time. It's not, and even in that, you still have the memory of it. See, the memory of it creates this mental anguish of you, for you. It creates this mental anguish in your mind where you go to sleep with it and you deal with it. But you deal with it in secret places. If you're a married man and you be sexually and you're sexually assaulted, I encourage you to talk to someone first. But most importantly, talk to your spouse. If she's a loving woman and she's a caring person, she will understand and she will rally around you. Because she knows the man that she's with. She knows the husband that she has. She knows the father that she has, the father of her children. She knows who he is. It just so happened, this happened to you. But you don't have to suffer in silence any longer. This is why Men Conquering Depression is here. This is why we at this place and we're moving forward in our community. This is why we are, we are on, we're on a pace to reveal, to heal. I am, at a, I am in a place in my life as a man that I want every man to get healed. In every capacity of life, I want you to get healed mentally. I want you to get healed spiritually. I want you to get healed solically. I want you to get healed. I want your heart to heal. And that's what it's all about. But if you don't reveal, you cannot heal. 
I'm going to say that again because I just helped myself. If you don't reveal, you cannot heal. And that's part of the process. It ain't snitching. It ain't telling on somebody. It ain't being this, this corny dude. It's about you getting free. You got to get free of this mess. From molestation to sexual assault. Don't you know this thing, you carry this thing around for years. This thing becomes a part of your life. It lurches onto you. It locks into you. It becomes that uh, gorilla in the room. It becomes that thing that's, that's always in you. That's always just pestering at you. It's just always just it's just always there. And now it's time to get healed with all the resources we are we have out here. From mental health experts to counseling to talking to someone about this issue because it's real and it's live and men we're suffering today. And it has to stop. It has to stop, my brothers. It has to stop, my kings. It has to stop. You have to stop it. And the one part that I you know that really dis that disappoints me in that sense. When you hold on to it for so long, you've given that person a free pass to do it to someone else. If you was molested, or if you were, say, sexually assaulted in 2015, you go from 2015 to now, that's almost 10 years that this person got away with it because you didn't say anything. That's almost 10 years that this person gets to roam around and do what they want to do. And in that 10 year span, I promise you, they did it to a numer to numerous other people, other men. They sexually assaulted other men. And they used the same tactics they used on you. They used the same tactics, my brothers, my dudes, my kings, that they used on you. Why? And why you say that? Why I say that? Because they've been successful at it. Why I say that? Because they know you ain't going to tell because you haven't told. They know the next person ain't going to tell. See, the only way to stop them is you, you tell on them. The only way you stop them is you expose them. Because like anything, exposure stops stop people in their tracks. Exposure, when someone exposed, when someone is caught, guilt steps in. When someone is caught, the embarrassment of it steps in. When someone is caught, when someone is put on blast, when the sheet is pulled off of them and you can see the nakedness of who they are and represent this, the mess that they've created, that will stop them in their tracks. Now, will they stop completely? Probably not, because you've got to look at it from a medical sense or look at it from a mental health sense. They have issues too. So they're probably doing it out of whatever issue. So it'll bring embarrassment to them it might not stop them fully, but you'll do some damage by stopping them. You'll do some damage on probably stopping the next victim. This is why you have to you have to rebuild the heal. This is why you have to say it, speak it, uh, put it on social media, text it, email it, however you decide to do it, but do it. Do it. I don't care how you decide to do it, but do it. Let people know that this is what it's all about. Let other men know that you're not suffering. You're not suffering in silence by yourself. And I'm here to tell you that tonight. You are not suffering in silence by yourself. You're not suffering in silence by yourself. I want you to know that, my brothers. I want you to know that, my dudes. This is your time. This is your moment to break out. This is your moment to break out. This is your moment to break out. 
This is your moment to break out. Now, I want to talk about a victim angle. The victim's angle is really, is really, uh, uh, it's, 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 the victim angle is really, how can I put this? It's, it's a bad place to be when you're the victim. It's a bad place to be mentally because the question always comes to your mind, how did I do that? How did this happen to me? What did I do? Why was I chosen for this? Why, why this had to happen to me? And that's how you suffer in silence. That's how I put you in that place, in that box where you don't want nobody to know. And also you want to hide because you say to yourself, I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of an embarrassing thing. I'm a victim of a thing that I know I'm not a part of. I'm a victim of something that someone chose me. That someone made a decision that chose me to do something to me that I'm, that I'm not down with, that I wasn't for. Then when you look at it from a predator angle, predator, predators always do what? They lurk and they fill out. They search and they fill out. A predator's angle is always about he never pounces on his victim right away. He, gets, he, he looks at it from an angle. He looks at it from a place where he, 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 waits, he waits to pounce on a person. He waits to get to a place with this person where he can, where, he, where what? The person is susceptible to, his, to the thing he's about to do. So that angle is very precise. This is why it doesn't happen right away. This is why it doesn't happen when, when it, it doesn't happen right away. But it's, when it does happen, it's surprisingly to you. Because you never expected it. You never expected it. You never expected it. You never expected that. Now, from a predator's angle as well, we know they're victims too. That means somebody was a predator on them. So all they're doing is passing the torch, the torch so to speak. Which is wrong, but from that angle, we're just talking from the predator's angle. I'm not. I want you to understand. I'm not giving the predator a pass. I'm not giving him this pass. Well, okay, it happened to him. Oh, you know, we're going to no, no, no. We're not doing that because he has to be accountable for that. Just as well as a victim, we got to be accountable. So we're not giving the predator an angle, saying, "Hey, you know, because you were molested or because there was you were you were uh, sexually assaulted, you're good." I mean, we good. No, it don't work like that, bro. You know, for us men, we don't work like that. We don't get down like that. We don't work like that. We don't, we don't work like that. So, you know, from that angle, hurt people hurt people. Predators are hurt people. Predators are hurt people. And they hurt people. So here's a hurt person that's a predator hurting a victim. That's another, that's another, that's a victim. So all they're doing is bringing their hurt upon you. That's all it really truly is. Because they suffered in silence for years. And somehow, through that mental anguish, or through that mental, uh, uh, through some type of mental trickery, how they trick themselves in doing it to someone else, thinking that they're going to get some type of, uh, uh, some type of relief, some type of, um, put them in a better place. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but, you know, when they, when they, they, they kind of reason with themselves on doing it because it was done to them. So it's kind of like I'm passing the torch on to you because someone did it to me. And that's wrong. This is why we got to put them on blast. This is why we have to say we have, what we have to say about them and put them on blast. Another, another angle from predators is, is them being unhealed victims. And this is what I don't want you, 
my brothers, my dudes out there, to become. When you are an unhealed victim, guess what? You can become a predator. When you are an unhealed victim, when you don't reveal the hill like I'm talking about, and I'm going to be doing a special segment on Thursdays called Reveal the Hill. We're going to talk nothing about, we're going to talk nothing, nothing short of but what a man goes through when he's hurt. But that's for Thursday. Now we're going, you know, going back to this. When you are an unhealed victim, you can become a predator. How you become a predator? Feeling sorry for yourself. How you become a predator? Being angry with yourself. How you become a predator? Unforgiving yourself. How you become a predator? Being angry. Being um, wrath comes into play. When you want to get back. And you become a predator even more when the person's not around. Now, if the person's not around, I mean, if the person's around, more than likely, there's going to be a problem. If you saw that person again. When you get that courage and get that strength up about the person to move to move forward, you know, in, in uh, exposing that person or even some physicality as a man. You know, we go through the motions of, of that when you get sexually assaulted. Like, hey, if I see that guy again, man, it's over. You got to call the police. You got to you got to call the ambulance. You know, because that's what happens when you are an unhealed victim. You get into that place of maybe you want to get violent if you saw that person again. But when you, if you don't see that person, if it happened some time ago, say if it happened like I mentioned earlier in 2015, and in 2015 to now you haven't seen that person, you can become a predator. You can't find yourself in this mental place looking at someone from a predator's angle. And I know my brothers, my dudes, my kings, you don't want that. You want you don't want to look at someone from the same way somebody looked at you and pounced on you and got that angle on you. You don't want to do that because that's not in you. But it can become in you. Well, it is in you in the sense of you've been hurt in that area, but you don't want to you don't want to walk in those footsteps. You want to walk in those shoes, so to speak, of being a predator because now you're going to hurt someone. You're going to impose yourself on someone and they're going to go through the same thing that you've been through. That's not right. That's not fair. And if you do it, you should be exposed. You should be exposed. Even from a molestation point of view. Point of view. If you got molest, molested when you was a child, when you were younger, you would take advantage of a baseball coach or um, maybe a, a babysitter. Your mother had, baby, had, had come over and babysit you or a close family member, which is really a, a high percentage rate. Um, a lot of molestation comes from family members, people that live with us, people that look like us, people that have some of us have the same names as us, same last name, I'm sorry, as us. Some um, are cousins and things of that nature. You know, it's rampant. That's a high percentage of our predators of molestation are family members. People that we know, people that look like us, people that, like I said, are cousins and uncles and, and all that other stuff. Because that's what molestation is. It comes from that. It comes from a close-knit area, a close-knit place where people do things to people that are close to them. So we got to expose these people. We got to expose them for who they are. We got to expose them from even no matter how long the time limit or the time has expanded. We got to expose them because in that exposure, my brothers, my kings, my dudes, it will free you. I promise you it will free you. It freed me. I had to expose someone and it happened at my job. And I'm not going to get into the gory details, but I had to do it. But it gave me so much courage. It gave me so much strength. 
I tapped into a hotline. I tapped into some services. I tapped into a crisis center and the cup, the community out there, the support out there, the people out there um, that and most of these people that I met were victims themselves that turned this thing around to be an advocate. And that's what I'm advocating tonight. I am an advocate of sexual assault. I'm an advocate for you. I'm an advocate for you, my brother, that's suffering in silence, that's been holding on this thing for 10 years, 15 years, five years, seven years, two years, that's been holding on this thing and wondering when can I, when I'm going to have my time, when can I say, now is your time. Now is your time. Now is your time to speak up about this thing. Now is your time to talk about this thing. Now is your time to put your, put your name out there and say, yeah, I'm, that's me, that happened to me. But I promise you, when you do it, you'll get so relieved, you'll get so free. And also, it will help you release some things and get to know a better version of yourself. Get to move into being a better version of yourself. And that's a great thing about when you talk about stuff, when you talk about trauma. trauma. Now, this is another topic coming back to sexual assault. There's trauma with sexual assault. There's trauma when somebody molests you. This is why... I talked about in the earlier podcast of our shame and guilt, how we carry trauma with us, how we carry trauma with us. Black and brown people are trauma kings. And I'm not saying it in a good way. I'm not saying it, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it, you sort of beat your chest, but we are trauma kings. I want to say that again, because I just helped myself. We are trauma kings in this thing. We take trauma with us everywhere we go. You go to the corner store to get you a butter roll. Here come trauma. Trauma don't leave you until you expose it. Trauma don't leave you until you get until you get help from it. Trauma don't leave you until you actually sit down and say, I'm and traumatized by this incident. That's when it starts to leave you. That's when it starts to break off from you. So these very acts of molestation, these very acts of sexual assault will and can traumatize you from the time it happens up until the time you release it. And I'm going to say something that some of you might not like, but some of you might like. But in order to get free, you got to forgive. You got to forgive the very person that made a decision to be a predator to you. And I know it don't sound good. I had to learn this thing. I know it don't sound right. It do, I had to learn this thing. But I had to forgive that person. Why? Because when I forgave this person, I became free. And then there's another caveat to that. There's a part two that forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself. And what do you mean forgive yourself? What do you mean forgive yourself? Why I got to forgive myself? Because when you don't forgive yourself, all the shame that you develop, all the hurt that you develop, all the anger that you develop, all the things that fester on the inside of you that you have depressed and oppressed and suppressed down in your spirit and down in your soul, guess what? They still stay there. They still get a chance to what? To grow. So when you forgive yourself, you uproot. You uproot all those things I just mentioned. You uproot all the pain, all the suffering, all the hurt, all the discouragement, all the abandonment. You uproot all that mess. All in one word. 
all in one word. So it's twofold. That's what I love about forgiveness. I love about forgiveness. When I forgive my accuser, when I forgive this predator, I released him. I'm going, I exposed him, but I released him when I forgave him. So now I have nothing to do with him. But then when I forgave myself, I got even free even more. I want you to picture a straitjacket. Picture a straitjacket when you can't get out. A straitjacket is like a body muffler. You know, you can't get out. When, you get your, when your face is muffled, you can't talk. So a straitjacket is like a body muffle. Like a body muffler that has you tied to yourself. You can't move your arms. You can't move your shoulders. You can't move your back. You can't move any of those uh, uh, limbs. Why? Because that's what un that's what unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness puts you in this straitjacket where you can't move. But the minute you forgive your predator and the minute you forgive yourself, you're free right there. You're free. You're free to let go. You're free to move on. You're free to go get healed. You're free to go get help. You're free to talk about it. And you're free to help others. And that's what it's all about. And if you're still here today, after you've been traumatized through a sexual assault, after you've been traumatized through molestation, I want to salute you, my dudes. I want to salute you, my brothers. You know why I want to salute you? Because suicide didn't take you out. You didn't contemplate killing yourself. I mean... You didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't, you didn't try to kill yourself. Or if you did, it didn't work. But if you're still here and you're listening to this podcast and you have been a predator has taken advantage of you and you're still here, I salute you. What I salute, I salute your strength. I salute your courage. I, I salute who you are as a man. And you are not alone in this process. You are not alone. You are not alone in this place of hurt. And you know, hurt can linger on for years. Hurt can get old. <laughs> hurt can get old like like milk. You know, it gets old a certain period of time, and and it gets you know gets goes bad like bread gets molded. That's how hurt is. Hurt can get old. So when we carry hurt along, it still hurt, but it get old. It's like the bread. It's still bread. It's just molded. The milk goes bad. It's still milk. It just it's, it's just um it just went bad. And the same thing with hurt. It goes on and on and on. And we carry it around with us like it's luggage. Or we carry it around with us like it's a part of us. And when it does become a part of us, it gives us this mental anguish. It gives us these ill feelings that we don't have. I mean, that we shouldn't have. And it can reflect our, out, our outward appearance as well. It can, it, it can reflect our outward appearance. Because we could become, we could, we could become always angry. We could become in a place that we always at odds, always on edge, always ready to fight. And then we protect ourselves. Because when, you, when you, someone is a predator to you and they've done these things to you, you don't want nobody to get too close to you. So you might have missed out on some good relationships in reference to relationships with a woman or relationships in business or just good, wholesome relationships. Good, wholesome relationships. Having a buddy you shoot pool with. Having a dude you, you shoot the rock with. You know, those type of things. You might miss out on those because this one predator caused all these problems. This one person caused all these problems. And it's not good. It's not good at all. 
I'm so happy that you guys joined me tonight. I just want to say to you, I've gotten free. I've gotten free for some things. I pray that you got free as well. And it's an awesome time. I just want to thank you tonight on joining me on this podcast. Um, sexual assault and molestation is a hot topic. I'm going to be talking more about it. I'm going to be talking more about it. I'm almost over my time. And I appreciate you for joining me. I appreciate you for listening. Please, 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 my brothers, my dudes, when you hear this podcast, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, please share it. Please share it with some other men. Please share it with some other women that got men. Please share it because this is needed. 90% of men, 90% of male species that either been molested or sexually assaulted do not report the crime. Do not report it. Are you one of them? Are you one of those men that's been assaulted? Are you one of those men that's been molested? And you're still carrying that hurt? You're still carrying that pain with you? Are you one of those? If so, it's time to heal. It's time to say, you know what? I'm tired of being in this place. I'm tired of being constricted. I'm tired of dealing with this mental anguish. I'm tired of my heart hurting. I'm tired of just being uncomfortable. And it's, and it's a thing I've been uncomfortable all my years for a long period of time. I'm tired. But that tiredness ends tonight. That tiredness ends today. That tiredness ends this morning. No matter what time zone you're in, no matter what time it is, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. This is for you. You don't have to live with this sexual assault anymore. You don't have to live with this molestation anymore. I want to thank you once again for listening to me, Fred Majet. Once again, that's my name. Podcast is called Men Conquering Depression. I'm so grateful to have this space. I'm so grateful that I can able to speak this way. Um, it took a lot of courage for me to speak not only about these issues, but it's taken me a lot of courage to come to the forefront. And I'm going to discuss with you about some other issues that I've been that I've, I've overcome from abandonment and having trust issues, but that's in a later podcast. I'm not going to get into that. I am a talker. I can talk all night, but we're not going to do that because I'm over my time and I don't want to keep you any longer. But I want you to like this thing. I want you to share this thing. Please go on menconqueringdepression.com. Please go on men underscore conquering underscore depression on IG. Hit us up on Twitter as well. Go to our Facebook page, Men Conquering Depression. It's alive and well. We got an app coming out. I'm going to be doing counseling as well with the app. You better tap into it. If you need someone to come speak at one of your engagements, if you need someone to come talk with some men, if you need, if you have a, a male in your life, if you have a son, an uncle, a nephew, a cousin, a brother, a distant son-in-law, somebody that you know that's suffering in silence, please don't hesitate to call me. Please don't hesitate to hit me up on menconquerdepression.com. I'm going to give you my personal number, which is 973-609-8966. You could text me if you want to talk. I have no problem having a one-on-one -on -one session with you. Remember, the first time is consultation. All the other times after that, there's a charge, which is not a lot of money. But I want to see you free, my brothers. I want to see you healed. I want to see you delivered. I want to see you operating and working at your best. You can be the best husband if you get delivered from sexual assault. You can be the best father if you get delivered from this molestation that happened years ago. Let's strive to be better versions of ourselves. 
Let's strive to have this community strong. Men Conquer Depression coming soon on the ebook. It's coming out during the late spring, early summer. Men Conquer Depression. We're going to conquer this thing, not one by one. We're going to conquer this thing together. And I'm excited for myself. I'm excited for you and your families. This is not a black or white thing. This is a cultural community thing. And I want you to join the community. Men Conquer Depression. I thank you once again. Have a great night. Men conquering depression. We are alive and well. We are here in the forefront. One another. One another. We are here. Men conquering depression. Are you ready, men? Are you ready to conquer? Are you ready to conquer your fears? Are you ready to conquer your hurt? Are you ready to conquer your obesity? Are you ready to conquer abandonment, rage? Are you ready to conquer? I am. Let's do this. <laughs>